Hello, this is Mrs B and this is a podcast for year 11 about inflation. So the things that you need to understand about inflation are what it is, how we measure it, what's the difference between the headline and underlying inflation rates, the different types of inflation or the causes of inflation, which can be demand pull or cost push, and the cost of inflation and the benefits of having that price stability, that low inflation in the economy. So let's get started. Well, um, inflation, you hear lots of old people like me going on about the good old days when they could afford to buy all sorts of things and how the cost of today, you know, astronomical, everything's so expensive, the dollar doesn't go very far, etc, etc. What they are describing in that moaning is inflation. So inflation, when we say what's the definition, it's the persistent and appreciable rise in the general level of prices. So what it tells you is has the cost of living gone up? Has our purchasing power gone down? Has the value of the dollar changed? And that's what we're measuring. So to measure it, what the government does, it gets its Australian Bureau of Statistics, the ABS, and they uh, measure what we call the Consumer Price Index. And the Consumer Price Index is a regiment or a basket of goods uh, of all the different goods that an average household buys. So they're categorised into different things like education and childcare, food and drink, uh, recreation and so on and each of those categories is given a weighting and the weighting they're given depends on how important they are in terms of the proportion of the household um, expenditure so, so a category that where a lot of the household um, budget is spent on it would get a higher weighting than something where only a small amount of money is spent there are then hundreds of thousands of products within each category and they then track what happens to the prices of those over the course of each month and they measure this consumer price index and the index goes up or it goes down and what we're interested is in how much what the percentage change is has it gone up and if so by how much and if it's gone down by how much so what does it tell us well if the basket rose from $100 this year to 102 dollars the following year that tells us it's gone up by two dollars and two dollars as a percentage of 100 is two percent so what that means is that on average prices are two percent higher this year than they were last year the cost of living is two percent higher than it was last year or that our dollar buys two percent less this year than it did last year now in terms of this basket this regimen its content is reviewed every six years and the reason for that is to review how our buying habits may have changed over time. Different things become more popular. So every country around the world has its own regimen because its regimen reflects the buying habits of the consumers in that country. Okay, so you'll hear this term headline versus underlying. Now, the headline rate of inflation is the percentage uh, change in prices as measured by the CPI. So that's the headline rate that we get. Now, we're, we're particularly interested in the underlying rate because what happens there is we take off one-off events or seasonal factors that have caused short-term volatility. So, for example, in quarter two in Australia this year, we had uh, subsidised childcare by the government to keep people in work. And we also had a massive decrease in oil prices, both through increased supply from the uh, argument going on between Saudi Arabia and uh, Russia, and also in terms of a massive decrease in demand because people weren't travelling, both by road and by air. So the two things combined caused a huge decrease in our CPI, which saw a minus 1.9% 
deflation over the quarter. But what we're really interested in, what's going on underneath, what's the real situation? And that is 0.3%, minus 0.3. So it's quite different. Okay, now you might hear different terms being used. So disinflation, that's the slowdown in the rate of inflation. Deflation is what we have currently where the average prices fall. So our deflation rate is either our headline rate of minus 1.9% or our underlying rate of minus 0.3. And hyperinflation is where we've got extremely high inflation. It's out of control and it's really not good for the economy. Okay, now our demand pull inflation, because inflation can be two different types or both at the same time. And demand pull is where we are in a boom, we are growing very quickly, the aggregate demand curve has shifted to the right, and this means that we achieve an increase in growth. So we're, you know, good growth levels, unemployment's very low, therefore people are out spending. So as the economy keeps growing, the spending levels keep rising, but more people chasing the same number of goods pulls the prices up. So if the supply side of the economy can't respond, then we're going to get to a point where eventually the wages won't keep up and eventually it will lead to a downturn in the economy because we won't be able to continue at our spending levels. And ultimately, if we reach the potential output of the economy and spending still increases, it's not a sustainable position and we'll end up going from boom to bust. The alternative uh, type of inflation is what we call cost push inflation. Now, this is going to occur where any one or more of the factors of production go up in price. So this means the cost of production will rise. So if the cost of production in the economy rise, the willingness to supply will fall and the SRAS, the aggregate supply curve, will shift to the left and will push up in prices. Now, the issue with cost-push inflation, which is different to demand-pull, is that there will be an increase in price levels but there won't be growth, and we call that stagflation. And it's a bigger issue to deal with because you have to solve the supply side of the economy, which is much more difficult than sorting out the demand side. The demand side of the policies in order to reduce inflation is for the RBA to cut our interest rates, sorry, to increase our interest rates so that we stop spending. Okay, things that affect inflation, we've had lots of growth in, in China, India and other Asian countries, provided us with lots of mass-produced products that are very cheap, so that has kept our basket of goods very low in terms of price rises. Exchange rate, if our exchange rate rises, it means our imports are cheaper, most of the things in our basket of goods are actually imported and therefore inflation falls. Expectations, if we expect inflation, lo and behold, we get inflation because people tend to then go and spend before prices go up, therefore causing inflation. Uh, wages, that's a big cause of inflation. If our wage rates go up, it means our cost of productions go up and therefore we end up with uh, higher inflation. Uh, the more we trade, uh, that will then lead to competition. Competition, as we know, drives down prices. Government regulation. Big thing, if government introduces more red tape, more rules, more forms to fill in, adds costs to businesses, prices go up. And any sort of ta indirect taxes like GST. Okay. Uh, now, the issue with inflation, why are we so bothered about it? Well, stable prices, so an inflation rate of 2 to 
would stick, keep us with sustained growth and low unemployment, which is where we want to be in the economy. High inflation or low, very, very low inflation, deflation creates uncertainty. So we don't know what's going to happen, makes it difficult for firms and households to decide whether to invest, whether to save. And so that uncertainty leads to decisions being put off and growth being curtailed. Leads to inefficiency. Okay, inefficient allocation of resources. People start investing in the wrong things. Start investing in houses that distort the prices instead of investing in things that are actually going to make us more efficient. We start using unproductive. Uh, we start being unproductive with our resources. Start using our time to do things that aren't useful, like putting up catalogue prices, changing menus, and so on, which have no no useful um, effect on our business. Ends up, uh, real income falls, equity falls. So the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. People on very low incomes or fixed incomes start to lose out because they can't afford necessities. People on high incomes or those jobs where they can negotiate big pay rises, they actually do okay, so they don't mind. Value of money changes. One of the things of money, one of its roles, is it's a store of value. Well, if you start having very high inflation, the value of that money will fall over time. Uh, Those people, uh, our progressive tax system means that we get what we call bracket creep, where people then, their wages rise, they move into higher tax brackets, and they're actually worse off in real terms because their disposable income falls by moving into those next tax brackets. So there's all sorts of uncertainty, all sorts of uh, investment decisions put up, misallocation resources. So all in all, it, it creates a situation that we don't want to see. Okay, so we want to see stable inflation, stable prices between 2 to 3%, which is... Uh, compatible with sustained growth at 3.5% and full employment at 4.5%. So I hope that's helped you with your revision for inflation and I'll ask any questions uh, by email or in class. Bye.